A message of Christ's love from Mission Bay Community Church. Good evening. Uh, we're going to read our scripture, but I also want to say I'm Diana Bell. It's my pleasure to be with you here in the second week, preaching and leading in worship. And as was mentioned a little bit earlier, happy to get to know you and to spend some time with you. So if you want to go out for coffee or beer or tea or just to walk around to one of the parks, uh, please let me know. I'd love to spend some time with you and hear about your vision for our community as well as just getting to know you and letting you get to know me. So quick intro announcement over and let's look at tonight's scripture. It is from John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can anyone enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent into the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that God gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The word of the Lord. Please pray with me. God, open our hearts and may my words and our words be yours. May this time together strengthen us and sustain us for this journey. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I have a question. John 3.16, we just read it. This is not a pop quiz. But is that one of those passages that you're particularly familiar with? Yes, no? Yes. yes. Okay. And does it have great meaning for, for you? Like, is it one of those you're like, yes, or one of those you're like, eee? can we give a little, where are you on the John 3.16 train? Some yes, some iffies. Okay, that's fair. Just 
trying to check in, see where we are. Thank you. It depends on who's saying it. I think that might be where I was heading. Because I think we've probably all he heard this as a weapon, right? And particularly given some of the verses before this where it's talking about uh, uh, have you been saved? Or you have to be born again. And have you been, have you had, have you been, have you had that person in your face who wants to know whether or not you've been born again? I had that here in San Francisco. I'm, I'm from Texas, I've lived in Florida. I've had a lot of encounters like this, but it was funny, I was, I was going into the ferry building. It was one of the few times I was wearing a collar, and I'm dressed in black with a collar, and I'm walking into the ferry building, or across into it, and someone comes right up to me and is like, have you been saved, are you, and I just looked at him like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, I'm good, thank you so much. And, then, and I walked in, and I got ice cream, and I was sitting down with my friend, and someone came up to me and was like, are you in a costume? And I was like, wow, I am not in Texas or the South anymore. I would have been wearing something different had I been in a costume. But there you go. Ah, John 3.16, you're right, it depends on how it's being said, and, and I wanted to spend a moment with that, because I think the second part of it, you know, the first part is, for God so loved the world. I think we can all kind of agree on that, it's just the part that comes after that that gets a little tricky. Some of us get tripped up in some of that, and, and people get tripped up for lots of reasons, and, and I'm not here to say yes or no to whether or not that's okay, but I just want to bring our attention to that. Because the first part, I feel like, is so important and sets the tone for the rest of it. So I'd like to retranslate a bit of it with you tonight. For God so loved the world. It's not for God so loved the church, or for God so loved this particular nation, or that particular group of people. It says the world. Period. I mean, it's not a period, but the world. And then the next verb is, so much that God gave, not demanded, not asked for in return, but out of God's love, God gives. And what does God give? The most precious thing a parent could, a son, a beloved. God gives the beloved, that whosoever believes in him. Let's retranslate that. The word believe in John is always a verb. But in English, the word believe is kind of more of a noun. It's really hard to be actively believing. We talk about having faith or having belief. But it tends to trip up this idea in us that is about, I believe in X and Y and Z, right? And that's how we get to some of this kind of negative John 3.16 stuff. Do you believe in X and Y and Z like me? But I think if we talk about it as a verb, we might insert the word trust. Because trust suggests a relationship and a back and forth. So God gave God's beloved so that we might trust and be in relationship. So that we might have eternal life. And again, another way of saying that would be life abundantly. In the Gospel of John, John's not normally talking about an afterlife. John talks about Jesus' miraculous ministry on earth that changes this world. Reframing. 
reframing, getting out of the stuff that trips us up, up in that second part of John 3.16, if we pay more attention to the why than to the how. God loves us, and the how we're going to figure it out. But we have to remember that first part. So I'd like us to consider the first part of tonight's passage. We have Nicodemus. He's a Pharisee. Are you familiar with Pharisees? Long and the short, they're religious leaders. They have power and status. They walk into a room and you know that they've walked into the room, right? They're like elite rabbis. And he comes to Jesus at night what's that about? Again, in the Gospel of John, darkness has this kind of like, hmm, connotation to it. Is this religious leader, this kind of rock star, coming in because he has questions that he's afraid to ask in front of his friends? Is he coming because he's starting to believe in Jesus and he doesn't want it to be known to everyone? Has he just had a really busy day and this is the only time he could grab to go walk across and find this guy? We don't know, but it's interesting, right? Something's going on that's not normal, because this guy could walk into any room and ask any question at any point. And so he asks them, and he says, he greets him, and he says, Jesus, this is a Diana translation, right? But he basically says, hey, Jesus, I've seen the signs you've been doing, and I know signs like that only come from God. And Jesus says, yeah, well, let me find it. Yes, you are, if you're born from above, you can see what's going on. In other words, you see what's going on, so clearly we have this connection of God. And poor Nicodemus misses it completely, and he gets caught up in this literal question of Jesus saying, you're born of the Spirit. And something clicks in him, and he's caught up in this literal question of born. How can you be born twice? I've been born once. This is so confusing. And Jesus is like... Okay, let's try this again. And he gives a little Greek philosophy, and he's like, you know, water and spirit versus flesh. We're water and spirit. And he's kind of doing this like, hey, we're both rabbis, I got you. And Nicodemus is still like, born twice? Something just isn't clicking for this poor guy. And he says, how can this be? He's just missing it. And Jesus, again, tries to explain. And and he actually says, "Uh, aren't you a teacher too? You know, in other words, like, we're we're good. Let's have the conversation you wanted to have. but, But we don't ever hear from Nicodemus again. We don't know what happens in the end. But we do hear Jesus give us this verse. And he says, God loves the world so much that I'm here. And Nicodemus, in our scripture, is stumped on the how. And Jesus is just trying to tell him the why. And for whatever reason, Nicodemus doesn't seem able to quite get past that first part, which is really too bad, because here he is living into it, right? He's talking to God, and he's missing it, because he's got this literal thing happening. And I would just posit that that happens to us all the time, right? There's this gift of love and something in us, some sort of brokenness or personal history or 
we haven't had enough sleep because we lost an hour last night, or so many different reasons, they can get in our way. A story. My friends were having this huge anniversary party. And so it's big, and people were coming in from out of state. And I was very excited about it. And I was kind of hoping to be part of it, because there was going to be a little blessing, and you know, da 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 da. And so the day comes, and I'm talking to my friend, and she's, she's saying to me, uh, she's doing plans, and they've rented a space, and you know, it's a party. And she says, Diana, you are the closest thing I have to family in California. Would you, would you mind being the person who kind of helps clean up and make sure that, you know, the packages are here and the, you know, and the bathroom is stocked and da 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 and, and I was hurt because it was a couple of years ago, I was single, I was ready to meet people, I was ready to party and celebrate and have fun or like get to show off my, my little, you know, blessing skills. And there's no such thing to say no. But you know, I was newly ordained, I was ready. And then she asked me and I just, all I could hear was like, Diana, will you like work the party and be the janitor? And I missed the first part of her request, which was Diana, you are my family and I need some help. I missed that part. And because we love each other so much, we're still friends, because I said no. <laughs> totally missed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody goes, ooh, I know. <laughs> I know. But that's what happens sometimes, right? Sometimes we just miss it. And then, thanks be to God, people still love us enough to say, hey, God still loves the whole world. You are still my family. God is still here for you. And that's a real blessing. So here's my question for you. I wonder, what gets in your way of hearing this message of I love you? If that's too scary, what is it that helps bring your attention and your focus back? Can everyone hear? What's the expectation? Oldest child, she's afraid of when someone says, I love you, there's an expectation to what, Denise? To be good. To be good. Be ready to do whatever pleases. There's a something attached to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. to realize you're free in the relationship. resonated for someone else. Anyone else want to share?
I guess the other way to frame it, or kind of a context question in my mind is, if you already believe in God, then it's a question of, you know, your own inabilities to perceive the love. But for a lot of folk, you know, they don't come from a position of faith, and so they're not seeing the love because there's a lack of attribution to what are the signs of God's love. So, you know. Right. Fundamental difference in how you answer the question depending on whether you already have a belief or not. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, how would you answer it? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I believe so. Right? But I guess if you, if you don't believe, then yeah, it's just an attribution becomes the answer, frankly, I think, because you're, mm -hmm. you're not seeing God in the sunsets and everything else. Um, and then as one who believes, I think it's just uh, it's probably just a matter of Letting God be God and you be you. Yeah. Anyone else want to share something that, that trips you up or something that helps you refocus on God's love or God's presence in our world? Thank you. Anyone else? Christine?
I think it's fair we just need reminders, period. Make yeah. it, get rid of the word but. Kind of a Get rid of the word but after the word, or after the phrase, I love you. Just put a, put a period there. Take a breath. Thank you. Thank you for everyone who's sharing, and, and thank you for all of you all for paying attention. Uh, interesting, perhaps you already know this, but Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian minister. So if you don't already know that, just know. He's on the team, or he was. And, uh, and so, yes, I just want to close by saying... God loves you, period. God loves you, God loves you, and God loves you. Will you pray with me? God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for loving us, for loving your whole world and all of creation. Help us to remember that those are your words and that is your promise. There are no I love you buts. Help us to especially hear your words this week. And help us to feel affirmed and to walk a little bit lighter with a little more confidence. And if we're not able to do that, God, we know that we will one day. Help us to help each other. That we might all get there together. In your son's name, amen. amen. For more information about our church and opportunity to give to our ministry, visit our website, missionbaycc.org.